in that format, I couldn't entertain to be free of it. The best I could do was like to sort of, like even in, in some in some spiritual terms, they'll talk about killing it, the ego, or wrestling it into submission. Yeah, but my the head can't really be entertained being free of it if it's identified as it. It's it's an impossible leap for the logic of the self-centeredness. Yeah, and that's the dominant. Uh, thought system, if, if there's that feeling of being a self, that's the product of that thought system and what it reinforces. Yeah? So that, that thought system can't entertain being free of itself. Yeah? So that's why you know, therapy becomes valuable and all these other ways to try to get relief from the, the, seem, from the seeming problem. Yeah? But all the relief gets eaten by the problem. I remember I did this thing. I had uh, digestion problems for a long time in the gut. And so one, and I drank, so I started buying this really, the most expensive probiotics at Whole Foods. And I drank it religiously because the peep, some people told me, well, just put some beneficial flora in there and then your stomach will be capacity and maybe you'll be able to eat other things than just, you know, rice and, you know, gruel and stuff. And so I uh, did it religiously. Spent tons of money putting it in there, putting it in there, putting it in there. Then I didn't feel much difference, so I, I sent up, I sent my shit to a place where they test stools. Yeah, it's called Smoky. It was Smoky Mountain Labs down in the West Virginia, somewhere on the East Coast. It was famous for it. So I sent it there, and they give you a very uh, comprehensive test. They check everything out. If you, whatever. You can check boxes that you'll pay for, and then they'll do all those things, parasites, everything like that. So I checked, I checked all these boxes. I wanted a thorough one. I wanted to get to the, down to the root of this thing. And these, the, uh, the results came back, and there was absolutely no sign of any beneficial flora in my stomach, in my digestion. Not one bit. Zero. It's none. Now, I've been putting it in every day, like religiously, and <laughs> you know, with that, with the modality I'm in, thinking, that, you know, hoping for the best, you know, I'm doing what I should be doing. You don't have beneficial flora, put some in there, and you know, eight billions of them at once, you know. I mean, how much more can I put in? Like 50 billion is <laughs> just poured it in. And then when they tested, I had none in there. Because the, the dilemma was there was something in there already that I wasn't aware of. You want to maybe call it candida or it could be any other bug. But there were two bacteria that were in there and actually my solution was their food. They were eating the beneficial flora. So in my unilluminated way of seeing things, because I had no idea what the real dynamic was, so I was just doing the best I could with the information I had. It's sort of like being in a room and the lights were turned off your, all your moves would be like speculation. Actually, they'd come from the past in your head. And you would try to remember where the bathroom was and the door was. Because you have no light. You can't see. So you're basing things on speculation. Yeah. And then maybe someone sells maps to the bathroom. You know, and you okay, I'll buy that map. Five dollars for the map. And the guy's authenticity is he once was here when it was daylight and he saw where the bathroom was and he thinks he remembers where it is and stuff like that. And you would do all these activities, yeah, 
taking the, the darkness to be the real situation, instead of, because, and never entertaining that, hey, just find the light switch. The light switch went on. I wouldn't need a map to get to the bathroom. I could see the door, and I wouldn't need knee pads to protect my knees from hitting chairs in the dark, because I could see the chair, and I could navigate, and everything like that, yeah? So, here I was, was, I was in the dark, I didn't know what was going on, and what I did, seeming what was being done, was actually the food for what I was attempting to kill, you know? And hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars in, you know, billions and billions of beneficial, <laughs> you know, bacteria that gets, got everyone, every one of them got eaten by the thing, and the thing was getting bigger and bigger, at, you know, by me... <laughs> Providing a solution, <laughs> the problem will get bigger bigger bigger. So, in a sense, it's really important to know, in a way, what the dynamic is. Because the solutions that may seem viable will be totally different based on the dynamic that's in place. Yeah? So, if, if there is a false identification that is the center of a system that seems to just be going off its, off the tracks, yeah? Getting so obsessed over, like, you know, hems of pants and, you know, what did that girl mean by saying hello to me and, you know, going over it for hour after hour, representing it and what could it possibly mean? Maybe she just said hello, you know? No, it's much, much more deeper meaning must be in there. And going over all this stuff, maybe all that is rooted in the one dynamic that we're not entertaining. Yeah? We're entertaining, maybe I'm obsessed with myself, but you, don't, you may not be entertaining. What you think you're obsessed with is what thinks it's obsessed is the idea of self. Not what it's obsessed with, but the, the, the feeling of being obsessed with something is the product of the selfing. Yeah? The obsession with self is a secondary thing. Yeah? That's its activity, but the real thing is you feel like you're being imposed upon by these thoughts that you'd rather not have. And there's a real feeling, there's a you there that's being opposed upon. That's the product of the self. Yeah? And so if you have a, if you can hear a message that gives you an idea that maybe it's not true, maybe that's not a solid, long-lasting, independent, separate entity, maybe there is no, what it's referring to is, it's, it's made by the referring. Yeah? There's no it that it's referring to, but the referring to it makes the sense of being the it. Yeah? Maybe, just maybe. Yeah? If that's the case, when you take that idea out, then you see the referring about it, but it doesn't produce the sense of the it that it's referring about. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. So, I remember with, with this situation with me, I remember one time, you know, I listened to some of these teachers, read their books and everything, and I, I had an understanding. I did. I had a certain thing, and it was actually providing me a little travel letter. It also provided me with excuses in relationships when people would say, Paul, that was really a bad thing you did. I said, there is no Paul. And my girlfriend at the time would say, fuck you, you know. No, there's no me to be fucked. And this is, you know, it's all this bullshit. It would be using it for its own advantage, yes. But... How I knew it was as a thing. Yeah? I knew, when I heard this message, I knew it as a thing, which made it a thing. Yeah? You know what I mean? 
I knew it as a thing. So it became conceptual. Yeah? And the concept was taken to be what it is. Because this concept has been taken to be what I am. Yeah? And once one time, when I was hearing this message, there was one time, and it started to happen more and more often, when I heard the message, yes, I knew it like you would know a thing, but it wasn't a thing I knew. That was what was cool, yeah? I knew it like you would know a thing, you know? Like, that's how this mind knows things. It knows it as a thing. That's the hit of, I know it, yeah? You can't do that with no-thingness. You can't make it a thing to know it, yeah? You, there's a, something's lost in the translation, big time. But there was one moment when my head that had this system of thingness, yeah, making things into things, and da, 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 making into things, let's say. It got it, it got the message like it was a thing, but no thing, yeah? It got it as, it's, in other words, it's, it felt like I got it, but it wasn't a thing that it was, yeah? It was, in other words, my head that's always been conditioned to see nouns and things, saw it as a verb, you know, had the sense of it, and I realized, I realized it's a verb, yeah? It's never been a noun, and yet the way I was looking at it, I was constantly trying to make it a noun, but it's a verb, and that's it. If you want it, you know, what it is to me is it is a verb in a sense, yeah? You know what, it's the same way I knew things as things. There was a moment when my head snapped out of it and knew it as a no thing. Yeah. And then it started to translate into my living. Yeah. Then it started to actually uh, be applicable like an all-terrain vehicle. Yeah. And my head, instead of being the mathematics of this head, instead of being based on the primary number one, shifted to zero, yeah, shifted to zero. And then all the, all the uh, inconsistencies and confusion that all my equations seemed to produce all started to make sense when it, the one, the primary number, me, was turned into a zero, yeah. And then my math became about nothing instead of things, yeah. So, when the things were noted, what was valued was the no-thingness of them. So, like they say, form is emptiness, is emptiness is form. You would see the emptiness as the form. You would see the no-thingness, you would hold it as no-thingness while you were perceiving it as thing. Yeah? So, the mathematical scheme up here switched from one to zero. And then it started to make sense in a much deeper way. Not sense up here that has to be reasoned and rationalized and logically, you know, or blamed or all this, but a deeper, re like, resonant in here. Resonant? Resonating? Whatever it is. A deeper, yeah? Like an unspoken yes. And so the knowledge became totally different when zero was the main number instead of one. And since then, that's what's been the dominant uh, mathematics with that. And so I get the feeling like you get when you see a thing, in not in, in seeing a thing, but as no thing. Yeah. The same feeling when I would get a thing, 
I have that sense, ah, aha, I get it. But without it being an it, yeah? And so it doesn't, it's not an acquisition or achievement, but it's a way of traveling. You're, you're, in, you're freeing, so to speak. Yeah. There's no freedom. You don't get freedom, but there's a living freeing, you know, a free type of living. You're traveling quite light. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's really cool. <laughs> because I knew it. I, stayed, I was presented this message many times. I read some people and I... And uh, it's like when I had this dream when I was in the hospital, I got hit by a car, you know, and uh, I was in the hospital for a long time, and I went into like these hallucinatory states, like super dream states, and I see this old guru of mine a lot in these dream states. So this one time, I could fly too. I learned that I could fly, and I learned I could fly through people, and so... Every dream, I had the same qualities. I could always fly, and, and I could fly through people. Yeah. And so this one dream, I, I flew to, he was having, I, in this dream, he was having a meeting with people who had kids, because he had kids. And I flew down there, and I entered the auditorium, and I was flying around, you know, the circumference, and people were flipping out a little bit. Because I was flying around. And I'd be flying to us people, and I'd go, I can fly right through you. And they'd go, oh, and I'd fly right through them. And I made a couple of passes, and I landed on the die that he was sitting on. And I walked, you know, I looked at him, and I came up to him. And I looked at him like, like, what's it? What's, what's up? You know, what's the truth? Whatever. And he had a little curly lip, and he smiled, and he says, it's, you look, it's just too simple for you ever to get, bro. And at that moment, I felt that every way I know was incapable of, of embracing that. Every fucking, every kind of, like, claw or, you know, every tool, every way I understand or grasp something, no, 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 no. And then I felt like the sorrow of a thousand years, you know. I felt it to be so true that I can never grasp this thing, never, you know, and it just hit me like a fucking ton of bricks. And then I wanted to go back, I started, and they gave me month, they gave me a ticket at, the, at this dream, and I, when I woke up on the, the hospital bed, I was looking for the ticket. And I had the nurses looking for the ticket. There was no ticket. I was really fucking bummed out. So I flew back down there again. And this time they gave me money. And I woke up again in the hospital bed as if I came from a journey. And I was looking for the money. I had the nurses and there was no money. And I went down there one more time. And, he, and then he was there. And people from the auditorium were holding me. And while they were holding me, the nurses were pulling me up from my, my elbows, and I said yes to the, this, you know, to the, the hospital. And there I was. And at, at that point, I never, it never went anywhere again. The rest of the time I was there. Yeah, it was trippy. But the thing is, the feeling that I got when I looked at him, and I really, as much as you can be beseeching, you know, imploring some info, and uh, he just basically. It was telepathically. He didn't say anything, but you know, there's no way you're ever going to get it. And that was like a crushing blow. But that's what it's like. It's a, trying to p apply a logic that doesn't can't fit to that equation. Yeah, it's all gobbledygook. So the mind makes it into something. So it always, every time the mind is presented with nothing, it makes it into something. You conceptualize it. It turns a pathless. 
invitation into a path. Yeah? It does. It makes something. It, it adjusts it. It distorts it. So because that way it can know it. Yeah, it can know it, and it has a real sense of security when it knows something. But that knowing doesn't translate. It's not translating. Yeah. I mean, I had to admit these people I saw this. I think they've probably logged thousands of nights at these sometimes types of meetings. Now maybe they enjoy it, you know. But I can see in some of their faces it's more like a job. They're wanting to get something. Yeah. They're wanting to get something. But what's being applied to that is the problem in a way. It's the way our the schematic of our system can't do it. It's it's built to see things. It's built to know things. It's built to conceptualize everything and then think that's what that thing is. Yeah? It gives name and form. And you can't give name and form to no thing. Seeing what's seeing, it's there's too much looking. Yeah? The way there's a looking, that looking, that incessant looking, causes the seeing to go unnoticed. Yeah, that looking, if you want to call it self-centeredness, that's the inherent blindness to the seeing. And then there's so, so many offshoots to, to try to make that form of blindness be a better way of looking. But no matter how many advanced ways of looking there are, it's still a, a blindness, in a way, to the scene. Because it's been formatted a little differently. It's actually seen turned into a sense of looking that takes a you to be doing it. Yeah? And while that's applicable, and especially when it's applied to the idea of no-thingness, it's obviously going to be a failed little engagement. Yeah? Because it will constantly want to make it a thing, and no thing won't budge. Yeah. Literally, it won't budge. It's not going to come. It's not going to comply with your wish. Yeah. And I'm to obviously talking like no thing as a thing now, because that's the way this language is used. You see, you can see it even when you're attempting to point at the way you point at it is the exact system you're saying is what can't embrace it. Yeah. So it's like a, it's, it's got an inherent frustration in it, yeah. which is cool because it's an exhausted system. When the, the system gets exhausted, there's the possibility of a new system taking over, yeah? Because look at you, look at us. How much, aren't we like processing life here as through experiences and things? And how good of processes are we? We produce a lot of pollution and debris, don't we? And so what the head does in, in some kind of sympathy is just try to narrow the stimuli. So, so let's just take this amount and make it into a story and project it as what's really happening. Let's see if we can manage that. We can't even manage that. Yeah? <laughs> and it's not that we can't manage it. That's just not managerial quality in that system. Yeah? 
It's like too archaic. It's too right-angled. It's too crude. Yeah? It doesn't have the ability to be flexible and to be open. It's like a, it's like a wooden frame that never gives. Yeah? No matter how big the, the painting wants to explode through it, the frame never, never gives. Yeah? So every painting is defined by the frame. No, this is cool because it's, it's instead of this frame of I know, it's it's a much like fluid frame called finding out, yeah. which allows a lot of entertaining. Yeah? You don't know, so that keeps you very alert, and then you find out, and then what you find out entertains. Check it out. Let your mind embrace it in a very spacious way. Entertain it, walk around, and then see what downloads tell you what, and then you'll become informed in a way. Yeah, but not, and you know, there's always there's a, a value in everything, but there's a point where it's nice to let go of all the outside auxiliary and just to be allow it to be informed. You know, just find out. Find out in your own gut. It's like the greatest convincer. Yeah. You just feel it. And if there's a willingness to just tell the truth, you know, in your observation of how things go, you'll see this incredible uh, growth in traveling lighter. Yeah? It's like a flower that thought this was its limit, and then it just keeps going like that, finding out it can spread pretty wide. And of course, the larger the surface, more the light. Yeah. This, how much light can get in, or out, really. This, yeah. I really like this invitation. Why? Because it worked. Everything else was, I didn't, I felt like the word solution had a tinny definition, because it never seemed to solve anything. Yeah, the problem looked like it was really robust, as they say. Yeah, but the solutions seemed to be fucking pretty flimsy. Constantly having to be vigilant and be watchful and follow every breath. Shit, the problem doesn't seem to do that. It just fucking goes off. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, jeez, it doesn't have to exercise. It's fucking, you know, it's just going off. So, I would say that I would hope, in a sense, that the same sort of qualities of the naturalness in this artificial place of the problem could be found out about, actually, the, the activity of the solution, in a sense. Yeah? It has the same naturalness or the same sort of, it doesn't need to be, like, primed, it's just going anyway. Yeah? Now, all these messages and invitations are, are just a little bit of a catalyst to, to, to ignite or to, to uh, trigger a chemical, let's say, combustion. All the chemicals, all the chemistry, all the nothingness is there. It just may need a little message or an invitation yeah? to, to sort of catalyze it to like a primer to get it rolling. But then it doesn't have to be kick-started every fucking second. It's, it's got a life of its own. Yeah? Once, you know, it may seem like it's not going anywhere right now, Oh, I may not possibly be that. Watch what. You don't have to keep up. Kickstart, kickstart. You know, you ever do it with a bike, motorcycle? It doesn't, it, it, it uh, whatever you call it, 
can't start. There's too much gas. Yeah. Or if, like, if your car's dead and you you put a you don't pour a gallon or two gallons of gas in the carburetor, you put a couple of drops, yeah, and then it ignites, yeah, because it's all there. The, the potential of combustibility is there. It doesn't need to be drenched with fuel. It just needs a little bit of a primer that kicks right over, and now it starts driving. Yeah, that to me is what like the message is. Or the imitation. It's like a subtle little concise brief. And then it triggers hopefully something. You may feel like it resonates something. And that resonation is is almost like the starting of the no engine, you know. That's, and you sense a presence. And then drive. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the point. The point isn't to put a gallon of gas in the carburetor, it's the drive when the car starts, I would say it. Eh? That's what I came up with in Toronto. I'll probably be a hypocrite and have an intensive weekend again. But, you know, message means a small, you know, invitation is not a huge, like, 40-page thing. <laughs> it's an invitation. It's exactly the sense I have of it. It's like a little catalyst or a little, a little bit of a chemical starter put into the combustible chemistry that's not being able to commingle because of the identification as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Yeah, all the chemistry's there, but it's dormant. You just trigger it, and then it kicks on, and there you go. Check it out, and then come here, and we enjoy each other, and you can hear a message and stuff. And then hopefully. I mean, you may not get the big banana you're looking for, enlightenment, but hey, fuck it, you would... Like, what's his name, Ramesh used to say, uh, he was in a spiritual group, he says, well, which one would you take if, if I offered you a million dollars or enlightenment, which one would you take? So all the spiritual people said, enlightenment, he says, I'd take the million dollars because I, at least I'd be there to enjoy it. Yeah? <laughs> What's that? 
It's a, it's a verb. Yeah? It's a verb. No one becomes awake. That would be a noun once again. Taking the role of the verb. There's no way. I don't believe it works that way. Maybe something stabilized so they think it's them or at least their seat assignment is they are an awake person. But I would be, it would be interesting to be in one, in one's head who is supposedly awake and see how they go through the day. I'm sure they're probably getting pissed off at traffic and shit like that. Or follow them in the bathroom, their shit smells just like yours. You know, fuck, she's, I just shanti takes a heavy load. <laughs> What's he been eating? That ain't light, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, you know, really. I mean, I have no clue what's going on. But I know I'm really fucking fed up with all that other shit. <laughs> so I don't know, you know. We had an incredible example being alcoholics and addicts. You know, everyone is in the same boat in self-centeredness, but we're an extreme example. In other words, our painting was painted with a broad stroke, so we can. T- it's easier to see. Yes, and we have an incredible community that supports us in in uh, being able to live life in life's terms when the insanity is dominant, and then slowly and surely that safe space grow out of it. But everyone's addicted to self. The mind is addicted to self in the form as a body. When the body is identified as there's an addiction of self that was the first prior to that. Yeah? An addiction. That's the first and foremost addiction. And then that addiction produces the need for other relief, which, which turns into the other addictions. And then you're dominated by consequences seemingly brought about by the second addiction, which hides the first addiction from you. Yeah? Because you're busy dealing with the consequences of your spending wildly or your sexual activities or your drinking and using, and it seems to occupy you a lot. Yeah? All the while, the first addiction is, is hidden in clear, clear view. It's hidden. Yeah? Very rarely do we get to, hey, it's identification of self. Very rarely do I hear it. And I've gone to tons of recovery meetings all around the world. I never hear it. I never hear it. Yeah? And yet... We're t- attempting to deal with an incredible addiction brought about by that addiction. I would see, hey man, if you would get to, let's say, the source, the mother of all the other children called addictions, then maybe this would change that drive that causes the other addictions, that fuels the other addictions. That irritability, restlessness, and discontent did not start when I was, started drinking and using drugs. It was prior to it. It started when I had introspection. When, I, when my mind started to introspect and try to find out or think about who it was, that's when the irritable restlessness and discontentment arose. And that was that being a persistent sense started driving the, the uh, engine of seeking. I wanted fucking relief, which is a natural consequence. Yeah? If you're under an incredible amount of stress, you want to escape it. Yeah? It's just that simple. And it's very difficult to persuade your mind not to go there when you're not delivering it any other good substitute. If you just say, you'll be punished, or this will ruin your life. You don't give a fucking hoot if it ruins your life. You want to get loaded. <laughs> I did. I care less about the consequences. I wanted relief. 
And when I found it, I didn't know I wanted relief, but when I found the relief, which was alcohol, I knew that was the relief. Yeah? I had no idea that I really wanted relief, but when I had that first beer, I knew that was the solution to my wanting relief. Yeah? I was so out for lunch, I didn't even know I wanted relief. I was just walking around, doing whatever everyone told me. But I had that beer, and it went, I got relief. And then I realized, oh, that's the fucking thing, yeah? And then AA, thank God, informed me of what it is. You know, this feeling of irritable, restless discontent. This weird thing that translates to an uncomfortableness in your own skin. And all this being so self-conscious, meaning you're constantly thinking about how how other people view you as an object. It's just fucking incredible. Yeah? So that set off what? That thing. And then, but the underlying thing was the selfing. Because that, that... that carried over from the addictions to the recoveries to the spiritual life. Everything was the, box, the first one. I was I used spirituality to try to get out of it. It seemed I did it, you know, but the head. It used alcohol and drugs to try to get out of it. It used fantasy when it was a kid and science fiction to try to get out of it. It's used sex to try to get out of it. It's used his face. Everything he get his hands on. That's why the solution for me is being here. This is transcendent. This was the last place my head ever wanted to be and definitely didn't want to stay. It may be able to be here for at least maybe five, ten minutes as long as there was a back door, but no way in hell did it want to stay here. No fucking way. And so everything was a platform for that activity. Spirituality, so fucking same thing. Oh, I, wanted, I wanted to transcend big time. I wanted to get out of here. Cocaine shooting. I figured if I caused my mind to be so taut and kept it taut, you know, like when you're on a long run, that it would snap and I would transcend. I would transcend this fucking crazy system, this hair, this helmet that was on me. (laughs) But it didn't work. It failed. They all failed. Then what finally worked, when I stopped trying to make things unreal, because when I'm trying to make them unreal, they're real. Yeah, that's what blows my mind now. All my, since I was a kid, feelings and stuff, they were so real to me, they overwhelmed me. So I tried to make them unreal. You know? My whole intent was I was going to have a feeling before anyone had brought me a new one. I was going to be loaded as much as I could and have a feeling in place as an armament to any other feelings life could provoke. Because it seemed like I got overwhelmed by those. Yeah? So I'd have this little security. So my whole intent in this head was to make things unreal. Unreal, unreal. And that made them as real as real can be. And then, so finally, I started letting them be as real as they wanted to be, and they showed me that they're unreal. And that was incredible. Yeah? So this is where, this is my transcendence. This, staying right here. Yeah? Right in this room. Right in this place. Yeah? This is like going, this is like the fourth dimension to me. This. Yeah? Just being here. So cool. Finally. Finally, like a a giant exhale and then a huge relief that's lasted for a long time now, just unbelievably. Yeah. Like giving up the ghost, finally, fucking, but still being here, you know? Giving up the ghost, but still being here. But totally different, you know? Totally different. No, the amount of investment my head in, had in being me was unfucking believable. 
It was incredible. It had been spending a lot of attention and interest in, the, in that little bank account. And to have that be relieved by seeing it's not you, not with another substitute that you are something else, but just seeing that's not you, it brought up like a magnificent active relief. Yeah? And with very little vigilance or any kind of maintenance of it. It maintains itself by the entertaining of it. Yeah? It's entertaining itself, basically, all day.
There's something brewing in the action figure. Anytime I do these little ventures, I get all new downloads about how I want to proceed, you know, or how it's going to proceed. to see the sign it changes a little bit each time you go say, I don't know if I, I just don't feel it when it's like a long drawn out thing yeah. unless I I should I should maybe travel accompanied with a band you know have some music you know or have like a cooking class to make some food and yeah all that would be great combine it all <laughs> like, a, like a sort of like a road show in a sense you know <laughs> I did this one guy I used to see I'm not going to name him in Australia though so he would sit there for like four or five hours and never say much just stare and it was got it was a pain in the ass really going after a while I'd be sitting there what the fuck and then you could ask questions but you had to go through two of his little uh, people that were serving him and they were very selective whoever got to ask the questions I mean, I never got to ask, ever. I mean, and yet I put it on, you know. They had it, they, it wasn't like who got there first and, you know, they chose, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you're sitting there for four fucking hours, you know, uncomfortable, and all this is supposed to do what? Is it supposed to promote some kind of itch that's going to open you up to the allness and everness? I think we bought a big fucking... I mean, what people will do to, to try to get a sense of, you know, spiritualness, yeah? Like that po- the guy who wrote, he was one, one of the writers of the... I don't say this. He gets sued for libel or something. 